Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. It's a privilege to share God's word with you today. As usual, you can follow along the outline of the message through your Bible app. Or if you prefer a printed outline, there's some there in the box in the back. We're pressing further into Christology, right? Our 2023 theme. So how about all together, we declare our memory verse for 2023. It goes like this. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Revelation 1.8. Y en español, yo soy el Alpha y la Omega, el principio y el fin. Apocalipsis 1.8. And uh, if you're new around here, we read through the Bible together every year. This year we happen to be using the Life Journal plan. So join us on the Life Journal plan, um, if you will. But because we know that Jesus Christ is the beginning and the end, as we read through the Bible this year together, we are going to, or we are finding Jesus. Oh, we can try that one again. As we read through the Bible in 2023, we are finding Jesus from cover to cover. Al leer la Biblia en el 2023, estaremos descubriendo a Jesucristo de principio a fin. Why? Why? Why Christology? Anybody remember what ology means? Study of, but what does it come from? What is ology, the, 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 that? The reason why. It comes from logos. Everybody say logos. Does that sound familiar? Who is logos? Jesus Christ, right? The word of God, the logos. He's the reason why. Come on, punch your neighbor and say, he's the reason why. Okay, y'all get ready. Y'all, y'all be, get comfortable punching and poking on each other today because today's just going to be one of those days. Is that all right? Okay, Christian says it's okay. All right, so we shall proceed. So I have a question. Have you ever felt frustrated because of your differences with somebody else? You ever felt frustrated and upset and stuck because of your differences with others? Like, you know, some differences can be talked through and worked out, right? But there are others that just, it, it, it seems like no matter how much you try, no matter how much you try to get each other and talk through things and work things out, you just can't. It's just like, it, 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 it's a no-go, right? Why? I don't know about you, but have you ever been, like, been at odds with someone and it's like you're trying and it's like you're speaking two different languages? You're like, you just can't get each other. Like, you're saying it as clearly as you possibly can, and they, can't, they, they just can't hear you, and vice versa. Okay, everyone not, is nodding yes, so I know that I'm not the only one who's been there. So I just want you to turn to your neighbor again. This time, don't punch them. Just poke them and look them in the eye. Ready? Tell them. I want you to tell them. I want you to get, your, get a little bit of attitude, okay? Get a little bit of attitude. Just tell them, stop your babbling. So, so far, so far in 2023, you know, uh, we're not going to always go in exact order of what we're reading in the Bible, but so far we have. <laughs> We've been in Genesis 1 through 10, and today we're going to go to Genesis 11, right? But, um, we, you know, we, we started off the year by learning that who is the word of God in creation? Christ, right? 
That's why Christology, Christology, right? Because of Christ. He's the reason why. And we learned that in the beginning and when God created, he created by what? His word. And that is Christ. And we learned also that Christ and him crucified is the one we see also in Genesis who covers Adam and Eve's sin. And as the one who is going to do what? Crush the serpent's head, right? We also, we didn't really dig into this, but we learned that Christ is also seen um, in the shedding of innocent Abel's blood because he presented a better offering, right? He, present, he presented the right sacrifice. And then last week, how many of you were here last week? What a fun Sunday, right? Come on. We learned that Christ is the ark, right? Christ is the ark, and we've got to get in, right? And then we so gloriously were able to baptize 10 people last Sunday. Let's give the Lord another hand for that one. I can't stop being excited about that, right? And here we go again today. It's going to be one of those days where we're going to go from Genesis to Revelation, all right? So strap on your seatbelt. Click. Get your pointer finger ready. Get your amen or loud and ready to go. But I will warn you. It's not going to all be fun, okay? But I know something from experience that when God confronts me about something, it's always to help me, right? So I want you to turn to a different neighbor this time and use that finger and get you some good attitude and say, stop your babbling. <laughs> Genesis chapter Genesis chapter 11, we know that this is... All right, enough babbling. Okay, okay. so we know that Genesis chapter 11 is after Noah. We do not know exactly how long after Noah. We just know that this is after the flood, okay? And um, let's just start reading it, and I want you to notice some stuff. We may pause a little bit here and there, and then we're going to break it down. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar. Say Shinar. And they settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. This would have been the first skyscraper, right? And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Now, hold on a second. I kind of remember th that that was what they were supposed to do, right? Dispersed, right? Go through, okay, we'll, get, we'll, we'll come back to that. And they didn't want to be dispersed. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built, and the Lord said, behold, they're one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they'll do. Nothing will they will propose will now be impossible for them. Now, pause. What they were proposing and what they were trying to do, was it something that pleased God? What were they doing? They were trying to exalt themselves, right? Okay? And God was not a fan. So, because he knew what that would lead to, okay? Says the Lord... 
said, sorry, there are one people that can do anything they want to, right? And nothing they'll propose will be impossible. Come, let us go down there and what? Confuse their language so that they may not understand one another. They won't understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel. Literally where we get our word Babel, like to, to just to blah, 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 just, yeah. Because the Lord there confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Is that okay? Sin separates. Sin separates. The descendants of Noah after the flood were supposed to scatter and disperse throughout the earth and repopulate the whole thing. Wasn't that God's command? So settling in Shinar was disobedience. They wanted to do something different. They wanted a different plan than God's plan. Settling was disobedience. Just staying and gathering all together in Shinar was disobedience. Not only was staying together in Shinar disobedience, but what they proposed was sinful. It wasn't about God. It was about them. It wasn't about the glory of God. It was about the glory of them. Come on, somebody. Think about our current generation. It wasn't about the glory of God and recognizing God for who he is, the high, 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 most high one. It was about lifting themselves up and making a name for themselves. Babel, Babel was disobedience because they were actually supposed to Scatter, multiply, and populate the earth, right? According to God's plan. So this was disobedience, and their disobedience caused them to be separated and divided. And the rest of human history follows suit. When we make it about ourselves, we're separated from God and one another. Humans were created in the image of God to be in relationship with God and with one another. Sin separates us both from God and one another. A lot of times we, you know, we hear preaching or we read the Bible or whatever, and, and it's all about sin separating us from God. And that is number one most important thing. Sin separates us from a relationship with a loving God, right? Separates us from the plans of God for us. But sin also separates us from one of God's biggest plans, and that is our unity and harmony. Can y'all hear me? It was on, and then it was not on. And now it's back on. Sin. No, no. Sorry to the podcast and the live stream. You missed the first point. Or part of it. I don't know when the mic went off. <laughs> Did everybody hear what I said anyway? <laughs> Jonathan and Ashlyn, could you hear me back there? Then we're good. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm glad I'm a loud mouth. Goodness. The whole Bible is all about the one who would come and then in him 
all back together, we would be restored to God and to one another. His name is Jesus Christ, right? The whole Bible is all about that restoration of relationship with God and with one another. That's Christology. And you guys, the reuniting has already begun. This is not something we're waiting on to happen in eternity. The reuniting has already happened. The reuniting has already begun on a day and in a place I like to call the anti-babble. Come on, tell your neighbor the anti-babble. You've heard of the anti-Christ. Have you heard of the anti-babble? The anti-babble. I'm going to go ahead and give you the point, and then we're going to go to Acts chapter 2, and that is the Holy Spirit reunites. Sin separates, but the Holy Spirit reunites. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Come on, somebody say the anti-babble. Pentecost is the anti-babble. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were what? All together in one place. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. Here's Shinar again, but for a totally different purpose. Gathered together in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and what? Divided tongues? What does that sound like? Babel? Where the Lord divided the tongues? Okay. Divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with whom? Not with what? With whom? Very important. With the Holy Spirit. Not just filled with Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Spirit of God. Okay? And what did they do? Am I reading the same thing you are? They begin to speak in other tongues or different languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. In Babel, they all spoke the same language, and then God came down and separated it all out. And now here he is bringing it all back together. Now, get this. Now, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout, devout men from every, what, nation under heaven. They were all there. And at this sound, the multitude came together. And they were bewildered and astonished because uh, they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak what? His own language. They were speaking languages that they didn't know. They were speaking in other tongues. But the hearer could understand. They weren't all speaking the same language. They were speaking a bunch of different languages. See, the diversity wasn't the problem. Oh, I'm already getting way down in the message, but I just got to put it in. right. Diversity is not the problem. Division is. They weren't, God didn't come, the Holy Spirit didn't come, and all of a sudden everybody spoke the same language again. He gave them all different languages, but they got each other. They understood each other again. 
And they were amazed and astonished, saying, aren't these, all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of, each us, each of us in our own native language? I need to stop babbling. Okay, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, Libya, belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews and converts or proselytes, right? Cretans, Arabians. <laughs> we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. Come on, say the anti-babble. The spirit-filled church is the anti-babble. It'll hit you in a minute. Come on, say babble bad. Holy Spirit good. Come on, come on, just, 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 just look at your name and say, division bad. Unity good. The spirit-filled church, the people of God, is the anti-babel. This is how it works. Ready? We don't all become the same. Thank you, Jesus. We'll never all look the same, sound the same, have the same culture. We won't all have the same language. But we are filled all with the same spirit. And because of that, now, once again, we can get each other. There is no excuse there's no reason why people of God can't find a way to unity. Unless the Holy Spirit is incapable. It's not about us all looking the same or being the same or talking the same or eating the same food. Liking the same things, voting for the same party. You can be united in that and completely divided. You can be the same color as your brother and be divided. Speak the same language, be divided. You both like hot wings, be divided. You, we all go to eat tacos around the corner after church, we could still be divided. Diversity is not the issue. It's division. And that, my friends, is a sin issue. It's an issue of sin in our hearts. But when we're all filled with the same Holy Spirit, we can get each other. We can understand each other again with all of our differences. Turn to somebody and say, I get you. Turn to somebody else. Turn to somebody else and say, I got you. I got you. I have a really clo close friend. That's his favorite phrase to say to me. I got you. Right? And we're very different. Okay? So this is the deal. The Holy Spirit restores the image of God in us. 
which is what makes us, look, listen, it makes us all the same. Although we're extremely different. The Holy Spirit reunites. Isn't it interesting? I just find it so interesting that God chose speaking in tongues as the sign, the evidence that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And listen, there's more to it than just I know, I understand, completely understand that speaking in tongues was about catching their tongues on fire so they could be witnesses, right? That, that is definitely 100% true, okay? But also, it was to supernaturally reunite the races, the cultures, and the languages, are reuniting. We live in a nation and in a world divided that will not ever come together over politics or culture or language or all agreeing on the same ideas. But I'll tell you, there is a possible supernatural unity that comes when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues because God got a hold of their tongue. And he was about to make them witnesses to a world. But you know what a big part of their witness was? Their unity. They all came back together. He reunited language, culture, race. You might not believe it. You're about to believe it if you believe the Bible. Are we not done yet? <laughs> I noticed this, and I, I kind of already said it, but I just have to say it again. I noticed that they didn't all get filled with the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden speak the same language, and that's how they understood each other. That's not what happened. They didn't all of a sudden speak all Hebrew. So they understood, no, no, no. They said that they were speaking in all these different tongues, and then, but they, they all understood each other. And they were declaring the glory of God, the greatness of God. They all spoke their own language or a different language, but they got each other. The spirit-filled church is the reunited people of God. And if you hear anything today, hear this. The purpose of our unity is to bring glory to a perfectly united God to a divided world. He is God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Word, the Son, Jesus, right? Absolute perfect harmony. Three in one, one in three. The blessed trinity, right? Absolute perfect unity and harmony. The Father, the Son, the Spirit. The Father's not the Son. The Son's not the Father. The Son's not the Spirit. The Spirit's not the Son. But they're all one. And when we're united, we reveal God to a divided world. We reveal who he is and what he's like. So if you and I have ever accepted, you know what? I just can't get along with that person. We're too different. There is a way to. There is. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be your buddy, buddy, best friend. That doesn't mean you're, you're going to even agree on everything. Believe me, I know I married someone from a different country. We disagree on things sometimes. 
but we are one. We do always come to agreements, and we move, to, we move forward together as one. You don't have to always agree with people to get along with them and to love them and to be in harmony with them. You just have to have the same spirit. I'm going to say this again. Diversity is wonderful. Just look around the room. Just look at the person next to you. I'm sure they're probably a little bit different than you. Even if it's just a different shade of skin color. We got people in here with southern accents. We got, we, y'all know we got it, people in here with southern accents. And we have people here who talk like my, 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 my wife with, right? That was a little much. That, that was Selma Hayek. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I see. I see very different shades of black, different shades of white, different shades of brown. I see Asian eyes. I see Big eyes, I see little eyes. When I hear you speak, everybody speaks different. We're all going to go eat in different places after church today. Some of you are going to watch the Super Bowl tonight. Some of you didn't even know it was Super Bowl Sunday. Because listen, listen, those things do not matter. Where I grew up. I was looked down on because I related with people that were, are different from me. Then I married one. Why? Because the world is divided by sin. Division towards other people in our heart is sin. It's not glorifying to God who is triune one, who is united. It is not a reflection of the image of the triune united God for me to be divided with other people. The Holy Spirit, you see, that, again, it's not our race, it's not our language, it's not our culture, it's not our politics that divide us. What divides us is sin in our heart. We just need to call it what it is, right? And the good news is, the great news is the gospel, right? The Holy Spirit reunites, but also the cross heals. The cross heals. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 to finish up today. This is verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He has united. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. How many? One people. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. If it's okay with you, I want to read that again in the Passion Translation. And today we're actually going to read 14 to 18 because it's just such a beautiful picture of what happens when we come to the cross. Are you ready? Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one where? In Christ. You got to be in Christ. You got to be in Christ. That's the only way to get out of sin is to be in Christ. Okay? One in Christ. By dying as our sacrifice, he's broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us. And has now made us equal through our union with Christ. 
Come on, turn to somebody and say, we different, but we're equal. Look at the next verse. Ethnic hatred, let's go back. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved. Not in me. You need the cross. The cross heals that. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved, not will be dissolved, has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jews and non-Jews, fused together in himself. Impossible, worldly speaking, but in the spirit, if you're in Christ, we're all one family. Two have now become one, and we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died. Look at me. Look at me. Remember what he said? Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they do. Through Jesus' crucifixion, hatred died. Where did it die? On him. He carried it. It died with him on the cross. Well, I still hate some people. Or maybe you won't go that far. I, I just, I can't stand those kind of people. You need, listen, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at you today. All of us have probably at least experienced something of that sort in our lifetime, right? Rather it's racial, rather it's some sort of cultural prejudice, or simply there's just the type of people you don't like, right? Through Jesus' crucifixion, hatred died. Has it died in me? Because last time I checked, I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I that live, but Christ in me. So now in him, through his crucifixion, hatred died. Come on, say, hatred died. It dies in me. For the Messiah has come to preach this sweet message of peace to you. The ones who were distant and to those who were near. And now because we are united to Christ, we both have equal and direct access in the realm of the Holy Spirit. In whose realm? To come before the Father. The cross brings peace with God and with you and me. The cross brings peace with God and with one another. Most of the time, it's not this kind of fighting. Most of the time, it's this. Stop it. Just stop it. Sometimes keeping your opinion to yourself is the most glorifying thing you could do for God. I'm not talking about not standing for righteousness. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about just, oh, let's just accept everything and the way everybody likes it. No, that's not what I'm talking about. 
But sometimes you don't need to say it. Sometimes you need to live it. Just stand. Just stand. The Bible says we're going to be asked for the reason for our hope. Are you ready to give an answer? The reason for my hope is not my cultural, racial, political view. The reason for my hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason for the hope that I can give others is the Lord Jesus Christ. Careful. You can have the right opinion and use it to divide. I know that I've done that in my own relationships before. Have you? You can be right, but your rightness divides. Because God hasn't called us to be right. He's called us to be righteous. To be like him. Righteousness doesn't mean I always have to blab my rightness. And I know that, you know, that in the age of social media, everybody goes there. But how about just in the way you treat people? Do you love people that are different than you? Do I, lo- do I actually love people that are really different from me? Think differently. Talk differently. Have different views of the world even. See, what brings us back together with God and one another is the cross. It's not any sort of man. There is nothing we can do to bring ourselves back together. A lot of people are trying a lot of things. It don't work. It just makes it worse. The more you try to be united with people in the flesh, the more divided you realize you are. There's one thing that can heal us. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. It's allowing the cross to kill hatred and prejudice and division in our hearts and allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us and fill our brother, our sister, our neighbor, our friend. And as we're filled, we're able to get each other again, to understand one another, to love one another. Healing for our division. Hope for a divided world. The hope for a divided world is a united church. And we're not there. But we can. We can get there. Unless the Holy Spirit is incapable. Because in reality, I can't be united is declaring the Holy Spirit is incapable. Because that's what he does. The purpose of the church is to proclaim the message that God restores people to both him and one another. That's what we do. That's the good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. You can be restored to God and to each other. Good news. That's what the cross does. It heals relationships. Sin breaks relationships. 
The cross heals relationships. First with God, then with one another. And this is the way the kingdom comes to the earth as it is in heaven. When we proclaim the good news, and through the good news, people get restored to God and to one another, we begin to see what the kingdom of God looks like on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to finish with this. Would you like to see the end result? Or should we save that for later? Anybody want to see the end result? Everybody in the back said now. Okay. For you guys, I'm going to do it. Revelation 7, 9 and 10. And I'm going to ask for the next three or four minutes if we could refrain from getting up and down, going in and out for respect for the presence of God in one another. Revelation 7. After these things I looked. This is John having a vision of heaven, right? Behold a great multitude which no one could number of all. Of all nations, tribes, peoples. That means ethnic groups. Okay? And tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb. With palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our See that? Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Jesus. If you don't like unity, you probably don't want to go to heaven. church, us, the people of God, we're God's family, we will be forever and ever united with him and one another. Good news. I'm going to see a lot of you for a long time. Christ has been the plan all along. From the beginning to the end. Sin separates. The Holy Spirit reunites. The cross heals. Because the gospel triumphs. Period. He's already won. He already won the victory when he resurrected. Too late, devil. He already won. He already is king. Are you living in his kingdom? 
Jesus already is king. He rose from the grave and ascended back to the Father's right hand. Name above all names, King of kings and Lord of lords. He already is king. Have you entered into his kingdom? If you haven't, you can today. Have you experienced the power of this? The power of the good news. Have you been reunited with God and one another by the Holy Spirit? Have you been healed and set free by the cross? If you haven't, you can today. Come to the cross. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are here today and you are not in a right relationship with God because sin has broken that relationship, you can come to God today and have your relationship restored with Him because of Jesus. Through Jesus, you can be reunited with God and you can be healed. The question is, have you believed that? Have you received that? Have you experienced that? You have to receive. Not just hear, but you have to receive the good news and surrender to Him. Come on, are you with me today? Listen, why don't for just for a minute, if you wouldn't mind, everybody, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. Following Jesus Christ is the decision that you will tell the whole world about. It's a decision that you will make very public. But it first has to be a decision that you make for yourself. Just sitting in here in church doesn't make you a Christian. doesn't make you saved. You have to make a personal decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. To come to the cross. To repent of your sin. Does anybody need to do that today? Listen, rather it's the first time. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never been born again. Maybe you have said a prayer before and you said yes to Jesus, but you are not living in the kingdom. You know it. You know you're not right with God. You know you're not walking close to Jesus. Today you want to come to him. Rather it's for the first time or you need to come back home. Would you mind just pop your hand up and wave at me and say, that's me, okay? Who says that's me? I need to give my life to Jesus. Who else? Praise the Lord. Who else says that's me? Anybody else? Okay, anybody else? good. I'm not having you raise your hand because it's magic or special. It's important to do something and say, yeah, me. Okay? Anybody else say, that's me? Okay, this is the deal. Look at me. I can't make you stand up and walk in front of the altar and something, you know, touch you and something magical happen. Repeat some words. Look at me. It's a decision. It's a decision. It's a move. It's literally your heart moving from sin and the world to God. So could we all just maybe together. Some of you are making a decision for the first time. Others of you are making a decision to come back to God. But today I want us to all proclaim it together. Our faith is what unites us. Okay? So we're going to make this declaration together. And you have to mean it from your heart. 
You can change the words and use your own and do whatever, but today we belong to Jesus. Could we just say that today? Lord Jesus Christ, I belong to you. I believe you came, you lived, you died, you went to the cross, you took my sin, you took my guilt upon yourself. Jesus, I believe you're crucified in my place and I with you. Jesus, I repent of all my sins. I leave it at the cross today. Come on, some of us really need to pray this part. Rather, it this is for you, pray it. Jesus, in my heart, hatred, division, dissension is crucified today. Come on, thank you, Jesus, for rising from the grave. Come on, tell him, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I believe you're alive. I make you my Lord. I want to follow you. Now, this is important. Can we all just lift our hands up? We're going to go into a time of prayer and worship here in just a minute, but let's, let's transition out of this part with this. Let's ask the one who reunites us. very quickly. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. We can all get on our feet. You can keep your hands raised if you want, your hands in the air. And I just want to say this fast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today for the first time, or you were backslidden and you came home, or you simply need to know more about salvation and what it means to follow Jesus, text the word Jesus to that number on the screen, same number on the magnet. Just text Jesus. We're going to send you a video to help you understand more and know what next steps to take. Come on, let's stand. Let's keep our hands lifted up. Because this is not something that we can work up in our flesh. We need you, Holy Spirit. And we praise you today for you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are one. Come on, just let's focus our hearts a moment on the Trinity. Father, Spirit word, three in one, one in three, perfect union, perfect harmony. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Lord Jesus Christ. We worship you, Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Word, God the Spirit, three in one, one in three, perfect harmony perfect unity and you came for me Jesus you came to the cross to set me free to heal me you sent your spirit to reunite me oh I love you Lord 
not sure what to do, but I'm just going to open the altar. I feel like that there's a very profound moment. The Holy Spirit wants to move in our hearts. And if you need to, to, to confess and repent today of the, the, the division that you have harbored, the, the, the bitterness that maybe you've harbored towards another person or a type of people or a race or a culture, if there's, there's, there's division that you've been permitting, that you've even been excusing, you've been, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, some of my people have justified the division. They've tried to justify the division they've allowed in their hearts. But the Lord is saying today, that's not what I paid to justify. That's not what I paid to justify. I spilled my blood. I went to the cross. My body was broken to heal division. There's repentance. There's a gift of repentance today. If you need to just respond to the Lord, maybe you want to come to the altar. Maybe you want to get on your knees. Whatever it is that you need to do, let's just spend some time in his presence and allow the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.